has only been two weeks i was away for two weeks and look at all the drama i tell you from sunday when they thought i was the biggest back canal to more back canal on thursday and plus you know i must talk about manchester united i know they will like it i know some people who came all kind of talk message man about kind of thing but that's okay let me just cut all this intro thing and let me get straight into today's episode If I ask you to tell me what is the what country's capital is Skopje, you would have literally no idea. I didn't even have an idea where whose capital was Skopje, but that's the capital of the country, the tiny nation that eliminated Italy from the World Cup for the second consecutive World Cup tournament. Italy is not going to be there, and it is on. Unbelievable! It is literally unbelievable. This country, who they are on the cusp of history, because they knocked out Italy in the ninety-second minute, one goal, beautiful, beautiful shot. And this country is just—they put on a shock that after the Barcelona Real Madrid game, that four 0 you would think that that would be the biggest shock in football this week. Because when you hear North Macedonia versus Italy. Um, Eddie Wilcoff playoff. You already tell yourself, nah, man, them would um, them go end up in there, man. They're gonna beat up in there, and then boom, they end up in there, and they're gonna build the play in Portugal. And let's they reach this far, so it won't be far fetched to say they could end up in the World Cup. But besides that, what is the issue with Italy though? They won't in the last World Cup. They had a whole, they went a bunch of whole rebuilding process. Balotelli came back on the team. Roberto Mancini, he came and he, you know, he revitalized Italy. He played wonderful football. They ended up winning the the Euros. You know, some some very very nice football. I would say they did what they had to do. They won the Euros, and then to end up in this situation, I mean, Jorginho missing the penalty, were what could have sent them through. I mean, I don't think all the blame should be on that moment. You know, I don't think that blame should be there because they shouldn't even have put themselves in that position in the first place. Because, I mean, they are Italy, they have, what, four World Cups. They are a powerhouse in international football. And to see this is second consecutive tournament, a lot of players who are there now aren't going to be there. Like, Jorginho has never played for Italy in the World Cup. He's 34. So, most likely, he's not going to be there in the, for the next uh, the next World Cup, the next Italian team to go for the World Cup. So, where does Italy go from here now? Wherever they go from here, I doubt, I highly doubt, Roberto Mancini would be the helm, would be at the helm. Maybe if Tottenham and Antonio Conte pathways, then he may end up there. He may end up back there because he did, he did not do a bad job at Italy when he was coaching them. However, this was extremely, extremely embarrassing. You know, it it just it just reeks of comfort. You know, like they just came up against this guy and this team, sorry, and they were just like they were thought they would have cruised through and played Portugal, and it would have been a heavyweight battle. And that in itself is a whole issue. Portugal, Italy, in this situation, I mean, Serbia is the reason. Serbia going to the World Cup is the reason Portugal is in this situation right now. And again. It, it it definitely does not bode well that these two powerhouses, even before the North Macedonia game, one of them won't be there. 
either we won't see the the champions of Europe European international football there or we won't see the greatest goal scorer ever in the World Cup and it looks like Christie is going to be at the World Cup you know and but this brings up about something that I personally think should be a part of FIFA's merit when it comes to, to um, football and that is the winners of the various continental competitions Euros Copa America CONCACAF the AFCON the Asian Cup all of them should automatically as well as the World Cup winners from the previous year they should automatically be entered into the next World Cup and if it's a case where it is that the continental champions are the World Cup champions then you leave provisions that you know to have a play in kind of sort situation kind of thing because I mean how can you be the champions of Europe but you're not in the World Cup it it kind of doesn't make any sense to me then it come like if I like I honestly think like Champions League winners should automatically even this is even before Chelsea won it eh? I think that the the Champions League winners should be automatically placed into the knockout portion of the game the quarterfinals that's that's me I mean because you are the champion and my other thing is the I thought when I was no when I now started following football that when they said Champions League I thought that it was champions of each of the European leagues playing in a tournament like a kind of knockout and then they, they crown the champions I always thought that that's how Champions League was I don't know I've not researched you know, if that's how it started. Honestly, I haven't. So if it does like that, you know, let me know. Thing expiry, expiry. But let me go. Let me go a bit in the research past now. Nah. You know, today is Friday, so we talk about Sunday. Nah. I, I honestly thought that Barcelona were going to be, even without Benzema, I thought Real Madrid would have been a bigger threat to Barcelona. From the moment the whistle blew was anything but it could have easily been 7-0 if I could have easily been 3-0 at the half it could have easily been that and because at the beginning of the second half Aubameyang scored with what what was clearly clearly a lapse in judgment by Real Madrid I mean come on this doesn't make any sense oh you can tell me yes alright bad Real Madrid fans correct they are still on top they leave Barcelona by 12 points there's the first Classico, El Classico Barcelona's won in what, three years, three and a half years, something like that. All of those are facts. Nobody can say no. They have been utterly destroyed in the other um, El Classicos. We didn't even fight and all that. However, everything, there's a turning point with everything. And I honestly believe, and I've spoken about this Xavi with Barcelona before, they honestly have been, they are looking like a better side. It had no, anyway, you say not other than that just only watching certain games because they have been beating teams consistently they they averaging i don't know the last few games they played like the last eight games it was more than they won by more than three goals the napoli game is a game that i saw that they really turn up the level they're not the finished product yet they're not there and that's a scary thing they aren't the finished product yet but they're still on any given day could lay down the gauntlet on any team you know so and they are into the quarterfinals in the in the Europa and I keep saying this they need to win that tournament whether the some fans may not 
consider it anything important, whether Zabi may have said it's not a prestigious tournament. The fact is, it's a European trophy. It's one that they don't have, two. And three, it will be a statement. And especially the way how Barcelona is playing now, it definitely is something that if they win it, they are going to set them side, their sights on on the Champions League. And if they can do th- that, all this dominance with the team that they have now, which is like, I would say like 70 to 75% finished, one can only just sit and wonder what's going to happen after that. Because they are doing something that the other team who was in the rebuilding phase have failed to do consistently, and that is Manchester United. Now, every time I talk about this team, every time I speak about this team, people say, people like to say, well, I'm a hater, or I don't know what I'm talking about, and XYZ, XYZ. And I've always said, enlighten me. And when they enlighten me, and I speak about the same things they enlighten me about, I shouldn't say anything about that. For instance, now they have the, the link with um, Eric Tag. Yeah, Eric Tag from the Ajax coach, right? Yes, I know I'm going to try to pronounce his name again. I butcher it, so I just call him Eric. So, he is linked with the job at Manchester United. So, I was recently asking someone, a Manchester United fan, I asked, if given all this that you all got to send a picture with all the prospects, persons who may end up at Manchester United, etc. So, I said, if all this takes place, you get the coach, the players, and it's a still a failure, what's going to be, because the real hype up, Ralph, Nick, Ralph, Ralph Ragnick, they, they hyped up, Ole, they hyped up Van Gaal. Well, Moyes was a hit or miss. We, as a Chelsea fan, we, we told them what to expect with Mourinho. And if all that happens, what's going to be next? And I was told, I was told, study Chelsea. I don't know what I'm speaking about. But I asked this from a purely um, point of view of a football fan. They have no... There's no way this present Manchester United team can do anything. And as Pogba said recently, he has been depressed at United for many other many reasons. But he hasn't. He's won what three trophies alone with them. That was the the baby trouble, the baby trouble with Mourinho, right? That was the League Cup, the Europa, and the Community Shield. His three trophies, three, a three silverware, three pieces of silver. We can't take away that. However, the thing is, since then. They have won nothing. This season, again, going to Pogba is dead. <laughs> it is, there's literally nothing they can win. The most they can hope for right now is maybe, and it's a very, very maybe a top four because Conference League still looks a little out of their stretch. Europa may be within their reach, but you and West Ham is on them, their heels, although they beat West Ham, they'll have to play them again. So they have a little leeway there. So, where does that leave Manchester United? Not the fans or the players, but the club itself. Because come summer, that's going to be a whole nother rebuilding phase. Right? That's going to be a whole nother rebuilding phase. This season makes it five years since they have last lifted a trophy. So, they're going to rebuild. They're going to take two years again. And then the third year, then they're going to really try to you know compete so that's another three years on top of the five so that's eight years so there's a great possibility that they enter into a decade without lifting anything and for the team that as that perceives themselves to be the best in england the best 
that England has to offer, the number one team in England, it definitely does not look like that at all. And I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback. Today. I know I'm going to get a lot of heat, a lot of, a lot of the same, I don't know what I'm talking about, leave United out your mouth, talk about Chelsea. It's, there's nothing to say about Chelsea again. Everything is out in the open there. Everybody's speaking about it. Everybody speaks about it. What, what I'm going to come and say? The same thing? To repeat the same thing? No. So, and I'm going to get the same pushback. Oh, you're talking about the same thing. We know, we know. Yes, you all know, but it's as though you all haven't accepted it as yet. United, Manchester United is only, and I'll repeat it, Manchester United is only in the conversation because of their past accolades. There is nothing threatening about Manchester United presently. Nothing. They may beat your side, they may beat Arsenal, they may beat Chelsea, they may they may they may beat um City, they may beat Liverpool once in a while. But they have nothing to show for it. What do they have? Uh, the I beat Chelsea or Liverpool trophy? That's what they have for it. To the gloat. Alright, you had that to gloat over the fans. Cause any season done Mosega says, but you didn't beat me for the season. Okay, but what do you have to show for your season? Conference League, Europa, because definitely top four is out of your hands right now. So, where does United go from here? The question is, the reality is, another three years of rebuilding investment from the owners, not about the owners, and a serious overhaul of their recruitment system. That definitely needs to happen. Cavani needs to go. Ronaldo is staying for another year. Wamasaka, he's... He's out of here. Maguire is, my goodness. I really don't know how this guy plays for this club. Overrated as usual. English players are highly overrated, but they play it for him and you know, everybody was hyping up the train. The United fans are hyping up the train and where that left them. Luke Shaw needs some serious competition because Alex Telles was supposed to be that guy. They need a DM. The only person, yeah, they need a DM. They definitely need a CDM. The only person on that team besides the here at a large extent is Fred who has really impressed under Ragnik. Pogba is Pogba very good forward back there's nothing Bruno Fernandez he's been figured out he's been found one thing he's been weighed and measured and there's nothing yes he has tremendous potential going forward he has all yes the, the stats the chances created here there and everywhere however it's, it comes from north when you yourself fail to do anything. The first six months that year, he was he came to England. He was a uh, he was shining, and then what? No, nothing. You know, um, Rashford. I have no idea where he disappeared. Sancho is another bright spot. I'm not gonna lie, um, Jane Sancho has definitely been another bright spot in this Manchester United team, and that only leaves that's only three persons because Varane and all hasn't. He ain't even jump up and say anything since he came across there. So it's De Gea, Fred, Sancho. And that's it. Every, well, Ronaldo is Ronaldo. At his age, you can't expect greatness from him again. So besides those four players, every single other person, position, needs either competition or a new player in that position. Lindelof is a player I really like, and I'm not even a United fan. He's a player I, I like a lot. You know, McTominay, eh, he's here and all there. 
So what? Where? Where's the next? Where's the step? Where's the next step forward? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I'm not gonna say. In fact, I do know, but I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go back down that road. <laughs> you know, United needs to just forget challenging for anything for like a season, two seasons, and then come back back in. Again, I'm gonna come back to Barcelona. Look at what Barcelona came from. Even from 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20. It was failure, embarrassment in Champions League, in the league. And they were still winning, you know, little cups in between. And then Zavi came in and within a matter of, what, four months, he transformed the team. So I definitely think that Manchester United needs to take a page out of Barcelona's book and not just hire a former legend of your club to coach your team. But also hire a competent manager, whomever that may be, not Tuchel, I know it's not going to be Tuchel, and a serious overhaul of the team. And that's all I have to say about today's topic. In today's episode, that's it. Barcelona, Manchester United. Give him a mistake, give him a flag, it's okay. I built for it. I'll take it. I'll take the pushback. <laughs> but that's just all for today. I uh, hope you have a wonderful day, weekend, week, month, year. As I leave you as always, remember excellence is a habit. Make it yours. Be good, be better. Be your best. And until we see each other again, be safe.